Welcome to the podcast series by Writers Key. Hi everyone, my name is Anisha. I'm currently a student in IE University, Spain. I'm doing business and law. And I'm currently interning with Writers Key, which is an education consultancy. Uh, if this is your first time to our student takeovers, back to uni student takeovers, then hi, welcome back. Uh, sorry, welcome. If it's your second time, then welcome back. But basically what we do here is we are in conversation with students who have completed the admission process, going to different universities all over the world, and just getting a feel for it and understanding what their struggles were, what they went through, and some tips for you, which you could use. Um, Writers Key specifically does great events like this all the time. In fact, this Friday, we have a great mock admissions uh, committee workshop coming up where you're going to be in conversation with people from like the director of admissions from Boston University. And you're going to get a real sneak peek into how the admissions committee in universities look at your profile and what they look for. So I think if you're a student who's currently applying to uni, that's a great event for you to uh, attend. Other than that, we have a really cool giveaway, a student survival kit giveaway going on right now. So head to, over to our Instagram to check that out and see all the details for that. So I guess, Mudit, you and I will get started. Why don't you introduce ourselves? Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Mudit, and I'm currently living in Hong Kong where I just finished uh, 12th grade, and I'm going to be studying at University of Toronto uh, this fall uh, with an interest in mathematical and physical sciences, but I want to graduate with uh, financial economics and statistics. Yes. Okay. Um, We're gonna... I'm originally in India. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, continue, continue, continue yeah. please. Continue. I mean, I'm originally Indian, but I obviously don't have the Indian accent on me. Um, but yeah, everything else is... Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so we're going to start, as always, we're going to start with some generic questions for you as a student. And then we've gone through your resume, a bit about you. And we're going to discuss and go into uh, detail about some things pertaining to you. So the first question was, what was the hardest part of the application process? Um, the hardest part of the application process, probably for me, just thinking about things to write, because I have a very diverse sort of like personality where I'm into sort of, you know, I'm into band. I'm into uh, volleyball, robotics, and it's just, it was difficult for me to sort of pin something down and talk about an experience. Um, and in the end, I sort of, I went through my experience as a drummer and I sort of taught my like, life, I talked about my, my life in a way that there are so many different types of drums and how I'm a very, very different person. And I sort mm -hmm. of delved more into that. So that's the way I sort of explained my personality. And mm -hmm. that was hard to do. Yeah, I think for me, like with my essays, Writer's Key helped me completely and entirely. And I did something so similar. Honestly, it's funny because I play golf. So I basically created with Anjali Ma'am, my essay was basically going through a, like nine holes course. And it was just like the ups and downs and the weather conditions and everything. And just relating that to my, my life and how that kind of goes hand in hand. So that was something I did as well. And I think that's huge because a lot of people, I think it's really important to tie in, you know, what you do academically, extracurricularly and yourself, because you have to tie in all of these different factors. So I think Writer's Key helped a lot with that. Um, the second question is, did you take the SAT or ACT? I took the SAT. And so what helped you decide? Like, because a lot of people go through that process and even don't even know which one to take. What are the differences? That's a huge conversation on its own. So what really made you decide? Um, so I first took a diagnostic test. 
Uh, so I took both the ACT and the SAT. And I sort of, I kind of like saw what I was good at and what I was bad at. And so what I realized, I think the main difference between the ACT and SAT is in the math section, where mm -hmm. um, in math, in, in the SAT, you get more time, but the questions are also more complex. And that sort of fitted me more because I liked, even though I'm pretty fast at math, I like, I was better, I did better in the SAT math section. Um, okay, okay. But that's the difference for me. So if I was sort of telling someone to, you know, think about whether they don't want to do the SAT or ACT, I mm. think the big thing that they should think about is also that are they, are they good at math and are, do they want to be able to take, do they want more time in solving questions or do mm. they just want to go streaming like, like quickly through it and then just go into the next sections? Because I think that's yeah. the main thing for me. Yeah, I think I took the same route. Like for me, it was taking a diagnostic test as well. I mean, it was so long ago, I don't even want to begin to think about, you know, standardized testing and everything. So, but I think my, my decision was along the same lines. That's all of that's over and done with for me now, luckily, and, and for you, of course. So I'm just, yeah. let's not go there. But uh, how do you plan on pursuing your education online? Um, so I'm actually thinking of going to Toronto to be in okay. the dormitory. But even, uh, but all my classes are actually online. And mm -hmm. so like just being what I think the main thing is in Hong Kong, I do definitely do have the, the Wi-Fi and the internet. But the thing is that yeah. I don't, I don't perform well at night and as more, more of the classes are actually synchronous. So the synchronous and or there's a difference between synchronous and asynchronous, right? So synchronous actually means that you're, you're watching the lecture real time from the professor mm -hmm. with other people. And asynchronous mm -hmm. is just you get the material and you can watch the lecture videos whenever you want. So most okay. of our classes are actually synchronous. So mm -hmm. that's why I thought that if I'm going to be up at 3 a.m. in Hong Kong, it'd be just not yeah. healthy. So yeah. it's worth paying the extra amount to go there and have a good experience still. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's like, are you a morning person? <laughs> not really, but um, it depends. So right now, mm -hmm. like for the last five months, I've been a very... I've been a noon person. I wake up oh. at noon and yeah. um, sleep late. But if it, during mm. school times, I'm able to work better in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I, I get the whole time difference thing. For me, luckily in Spain, it's just like a three and a half hour difference. So I think my latest class would be like eight or nine. Maybe it doesn't really get that late. But I know a lot of my friends in the US are facing that problem because it's like, you know, I think nine or 12 hours, like it's huge. And then like you can have classes going on from like till one in the morning or have to wake up really early and that people don't think about it but really can affect your education and the way you study and it's so subjective from person to person so i think for anyone out there who's like deciding to go back to uni and all their options and weighing it during covid i think it's super important to just listen to your body and listen like like mother is doing so um the next question was what are three of your personal criteria for choosing the most suitable university for you so for me, it was about, I guess it's also, for me, it was, I spent a lot of time looking at rankings <laughs> and I was thinking of like, you know, where would I find, because rankings not, don't always show to me like the number, right? Like mm -hmm. they also show to me like the type of like the student body there, because some, sometimes rankings go through different, like the methodology to get those rankings are like through students and like the international faculty, the citations, yeah. the, the research. And mm -hmm. so what I, I looked at all of that, that was my main thing. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why I came to the conclusion of, of Toronto because Toronto itself has a really good reputation, has a really big international student like faculty. Like I think mm -hmm. like half the people are from India, basically. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it's pretty big, and mm -hmm. and also has like really good research opportunities. So I thought okay. of that first, 
and then second i thought of um the major so like i of course like as i told my major was financial economics and statistics so those two are like quite specific in the sense mm -hmm. that like many other universities don't offer that type of specialization and mm -hmm. i i like that i could you know be in both finance and economics so mm -hmm. i i also have an offer i also had an offer from nyu and um okay, wow. for econ and so um i didn't i felt like if i was going to graduate from there from like with econ Mm -hmm. I felt that it'd be better if I'd have like you know more specialized thing like something, yeah. something apart from other people and that would be like in yeah. finance also right mm -hmm. so I felt that that would be better and then mm -hmm. third for, third part for me was uh, just also like my future and like where, where I'd settle down so mm -hmm. I was thinking of the passport I was thinking of immigration jobs yeah. and I felt that it would just be um I had a lot of options in the U.S. but I thought mm -hmm. that that would be just that'd be too hard to um sort of yeah. sell down with the job and yeah. I felt that Canada, it'd be easier to get a passport firstly, and it'd be mm -hmm. easier to, um, yeah, settle down. Yeah, I had the same like criteria pretty much. And when it comes to like livability and like visa and basically your future after the four or five years, however long our course is, um, I think for me, like I love to travel and it's been like on the top of my list to just settle outside of India and just travel around, go somewhere else, you know, and do that. So that was a huge factor for me. And that's why I chose somewhere in Europe, like Spain. It's like a beautiful country. It's got great options after university and everything like that. So I, I had the same. And then when it comes to course, actually funny story. Like for me, I applied for only BBA for just a business course. And then after I got admission into IE, I was going through their website randomly because I was like so excited. Like I'm sure you understand. You're just like, I would be on Google Maps every day looking through like my campus virtually. I practically had already been there before I'd been there. So, and then I'm on the website and then they're just like, oh, dual degrees. And I'm just like, what's this and why haven't I heard of it? And that's where like my law and business came and I never wanted to do law. Like law is something I never thought I'd do. But, and today I'm here, so it's crazy. Um, the next question was, what are some things you did to cope with admission stress? Um, so admission stress, uh, well, I kind of just sort of divided my time up um, with mm -hmm. schooling because obviously 12th grade is very important for all mm -hmm. curriculums. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that like it was just about dividing your time up. And so with Anjali Ma'am, oh, I mm -hmm. felt like it was really, she like helped me with like settling, setting a timeline, even like before the summer basically and we sort of went through like where I can uh when to start writing the common app when to like mm -hmm. you know finalize the application and mm -hmm. it was it was just setting the timeline down first was really helpful and mm -hmm. so um and obviously I have really, like calls with Miss uh with Miss Anjali and then mm -hmm. I would you know that would be the best thing that would happen because she'd sort of keep me on track um yeah. other than that I'd, I'd try to like just divide up my time between school and mm -hmm. um the admissions process yeah yeah I think some people don't realize how hard it is to actually balance all of that so having that timeline like she did the same for me we had the same it was just like this is what you need to do in this time frame and like just being on top of things all the time and and like having a time frame I can't stress on how important that is enough because you have so many things to manage how are you going to do everything at once so yeah that was basically really important um what is like a life hack for a really unique essay one of your life hacks i think the main thing is not to look at too many examples um mm -hmm. i feel like the common app the, the the prompts are so like diverse i think there's like eight prompts um and they're so like 
they're so diverse you can choose any of them whichever you want but mm-hmm. what i think is that if you look at someone else's like example or like look at someone else's essay um yeah. it sort of reduces your creative capacity and i feel like you yeah. should be able to if you have like just look into yourself first like see like where where do you sort of where are your qualities and what do you enjoy the most what do you, what are you most passionate about and see how you can sort of tell a story from that and mm-hmm. that's i think the main thing so if you look at someone else's you think that oh that's what i'm supposed to do but the common mm-hmm. app is not supposed to be like that it's supposed to be like what 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 do you do that's what they're asking yeah. mm-hmm. instead of what someone else does so yeah yeah that's good so since you didn't look at too many of like other people's essays and things like that what is something you did that really helped you get the essay since you weren't looking at others you must have had like an alternative for that um i guess the alternative for that was <laughs> anjali ma'am she yeah. she's, she's the one who's looking over him so it was good um yeah. but i think that if i was i felt like when i was happy when when i felt i was happy with the actual essay then i felt that it was good because um i wanted to read well but i also mm-hmm. wanted to be it to be original and i don't want to sound like i'm analyzing something i don't want to sound like i'm like too informative i want to sound like i'm describing something about myself and mm-hmm. it was i felt that it was when i was happy with what i wrote it was good okay that's good that's really good <laughs> Um what's one thing you have to take with you to university and can't leave behind? Um I guess it's like a so um it's like a photo. I have a, I have like a couple of photos. Of course I'm missing my family photos, right? Yeah. Um there's like some up there, but <laughs> um I'm definitely going to take a photo of one of my teachers from 8th grade who oh. um um yeah, Mr. Davis. Um but he would <laughs> so he would be my math teacher and we um cuz I used to love math and I still do, of course. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but he really like sort of solidified my interest in math and mm-hmm. it was through like, like multiple activities like there's like a pick the lock um and you have to like sort of like solve like some like math problems and of course it's like a long time ago but uh, yeah. i remember like i'd be really good at them and then we'd like talk about it and i'd have like a like we have really good, good conversations about just academics and also like um just have like fun conversations about life also um yeah. so he was he was a really cool guy and mm-hmm. he left our school a couple of, like 2 years ago i think so uh yeah <laughs> he was he was fun not only for me but also for like a lot of people so i'm going to take mm-hmm. a photo of him too he'd love that you have to like take it and then send him a picture from toronto and so are you guys still in touch um well no um <laughs> but i mean <laughs> it's in my heart right if i feel it that like, i i, <laughs> I appreciate it right counts. yeah it's a yeah, thought it's a thought that counts i get I guess. So, well, now this is just we've spoken about some generic things. Now I'd like to go more into depth about some things about you and some questions related to your resume and things you've done. Now, we're both um if I say if I call myself an athlete, I hope that's okay. I don't know if I'm still like eligible for that award, but we're both athletes. You play volleyball, I played golf for the longest time. So, what was was your was your sport like uh you know a criteria for your university how do you plan on continuing it do you, does it go hand in hand for you like just tell us a little bit about that uh so yeah um in high school i played uh, volleyball competitively and mm-hmm. in the sense that i played against like other schools uh we went overseas for um volleyball there are a couple of volleyball like, I was, like one of my friends is also in the chat but um yeah <laughs> so he we would go like play volleyball overseas mm-hmm. and um when volleyball season ended last year i felt that like it was the end but um oh, what yeah. i do know about you uh, you toronto 
is that mm-hmm. they they have varsity teams, but for that for those have to be recruited, and I don't think I'm oh, like yeah. good that good to be you know a, a professional like national television volleyball player. Um, yeah. So I, I there's like intramural teams that they run, and mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna join that, and um, I think okay. that's <laughs> yeah that's one of the main ways I'm gonna continue that. And the mm-hmm. good thing about the intramural teams is that you don't have to you know like it's not like every day you're having training like for varsity teams okay. you have to it's mm-hmm. your major and your sport but yeah. what i wanted is like i want to do my major i also want to do like other stuff like clubs i want to hang out mm-hmm. with friends and i also yeah. want to like, sort of continue my like, like sport slash passion yeah yeah that's good that's a great way of keeping it up i think i mean i still remember there was a point where I was like, because I played uh, here in Indian national level, and there was a point where I was like, okay, let's look at getting recruited. And I think I reached out to like, you know, college, um, what's uh, like the team, uh, what's, what's that word called? Basically, all the people, the recruiters and everything. And I kept reaching out to people. And I still remember there was like, I had this phase. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a golfer. And then it was just like, 12th grade hits you and it's just like, that's not happening anymore but I can, that's a really good way like that you've decided to keep it up because I know make, creating that balance during university can be really difficult so I think the way you've incorporated it is really well um, now for someone who has interest ranging from robotics music and so many different fields of life how many uh, do you have any ideas that what about what you want to do after university um so what I've thought about as like a sort of move after finishing my major and everything, it's going to be like, I'm thinking of banking, uh, investment yeah. banking specifically. Mm-hmm. And um, in the future, I want to get an MBA. And after that, let's see where that takes me. Mm-hmm. But um, in the, with the varied interests, like you said, robotics and um, band and volleyball, like I feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, they're, they're very hard to incorporate because like yeah. I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm good at these things but I'm not you know the best of them and I feel like if I'm I want to be best at one thing and that's going to be like my major and my like mm-hmm. math econ uh, finance mm-hmm. I think that's what I want to be the best at um mm-hmm. so so I'm thinking that I'm going to try to incorporate those things into my emotional life my social life so okay. for example mm-hmm. maybe trying to you know like rejuvenate my passion for drums in the future where I'm sort of, you know, probably me playing in a band or something like very occasionally mm-hmm. or with, let's say, volleyball, I find like a, you know, like an like a adult volleyball team. We can, you know, play sometime after, like, yeah. after work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but like the, the thing with robotics actually is that it's sort of like, it's sort of pushed me into more of a tech side way. So okay. if I was to ever think about in the future, like obviously tech's going to be the future, like with uh, yeah. AI and like mm-hmm. augmented reality virtual reality i feel mm-hmm. like those that sector i at least need to know about it i need to be able to mm-hmm. sort of be familiar with it so i think mm-hmm. robotics has helped me with that because it's given me like a background in coding engineering mm-hmm. sort of yeah and i think that's going to be very key in the future so so robotics is, will really help me in that i saw on your resume actually i think you did java uh, correct me if yeah. i'm wrong you did, yeah so for me i had python in my first year of university and I have never hated anything more in my life. Like I know tech is the future, but if that's the future, then count me out because technology, like technology, fine, I'm okay with. But when it comes to programming and things like that, 
I honestly am so I'm not even ashamed to say I'm so bad at it and it was just something I hated so for you to be able to like that I don't know how I don't understand it but okay good for you <laughs> uh, I think someone had questions about your career they said so if anyone has a question feel free to drop it in the comments and I'm sure Mudit will love to answer it for you um, I had just one more question related to your interest and everything what's your favorite place in Hong Kong and of course why um so i can see there's a lot of people from hong kong like some of my friends are there um okay, but they, they would surely recognize that like there's a place there's a district called causeway bay and mm-hmm. um so there's a crossing between like sogo which is a shopping mall and then there's a crossing then that crossing is between sogo and hyson place which is also a shopping mall and mm-hmm. so that crossing is very very popular in the sense that like a lot of people cross on it. it's huge and so mm-hmm. um like probably like at once like 500 to 1000 people cross on it and like sort of being in it sort of reminds me of the chaos <laughs> in Hong Kong and the chaos mm-hmm. in like sort of the good chaos in my life with like sort of with the with the variety of like different like interests and mm-hmm. I feel like that sort of crossing sort of like relates with me in that sense yeah mm-hmm. um so I feel like yeah I feel like that's a that's a place that I sort of like enjoy in that in that sense but mm-hmm. of course right now <laughs> with so many people like you can't be around too many people right now so. yeah you don't want that right <laughs> now but if you're a fan yeah. of like what's the word organized chaos and everything i don't know what you're doing in hong kong i think delhi is the place to be for that if you really want to experience that yeah. organized chaos but i think anjali yeah. ma'am had a question as well she said uh, talk about your photography let us know about your photography yeah so um i am a very i'm a very i've been a photographer for like the a better part of, part of my life um like it's obviously i use the family camera i'm not like a dedicated like photographer but mm-hmm, uh, whenever yeah. we do go for vacations i try to take also like very cool photos i run my own uh, photography account on instagram and okay. i feel like yeah the, I, like photography has helped me sort of be more creative with stuff um mm-hmm. it's definitely helped me sort of cuz when you take a photo right you're tar- you're trying to you're trying to make like art you're trying to make a, yeah. a painting where you can sort of mm-hmm. express like the beauty of the place and mm-hmm. i personally like to like do na- nature photography and so mm. uh i like to t- capture like you know cool um landscapes different like places yeah and i feel like those like that really helped me sort of um for in the admissions process also it helped me uh create like a, pr- a picture in my essays helped me sort mm. of you know incorporate different things because whenever i look mm-hmm. down my lens on my camera i'd always see like you know different things moving around like a sunset i'd see the sun moving mm-hmm. maybe like a boat in the in the in the background and i feel like that's mm-hmm. like the same with the common app essay and other essays because you're you have to have like a central theme but you also want to like mm-hmm. sort of detail and just and descriptiveness so yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i think we had a question it's quite a long one um yeah mr sharma is saying i was a dropout student but i have completed my graduation there's a gap in my education i'm 25 now which country is a good for good is good for me further i am a bachelor in civil engineering well that's a very loaded and good question um <laughs> i i personally don't know if i would have an answer for that i mean all i i would definitely suggest that you dm writers key and anjali ma'am and her team will definitely be able to help you i'm sure but i mean if i had to answer i would just say that i know people in my class today as an undergraduate who are 23 24 who've worked taken gap years and everything and they're starting their education maybe even now so i would just say i guess it's never too late i mean that's just my opinion what about you mudit 
Um, so I have a couple of friends who are doing engineering, obviously like in my age, but um, what I do know about like places and where like engineers really like flourish, I'd say that, um, I mean, I think you're Indian, <laughs> but um, I'd say that I guess mm, maybe try sort of looking for different places to branch out. Like for example, if you want to, if you want to like go somewhere abroad, right? I'd say like Hong Kong is a great place. And if you want to continue your education, uh, HKUST, which is the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology, they have some really, really good uh, programs where you can learn different, you can learn engineering with business, you can try different things. And uh, the HKUST here, it's very, it's very connected with the world. So it will help mm -hmm. you sort of maybe even get jobs. Uh, it can help you yeah. with connections and sort of establishing friendships in that way. Um, mm -hmm. Like that's, that, that's a, a path where you can go down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. If Anjali Ma'am still watching, I think Modit is coming for your job now. He just gave a really good answer. But um, thank you, Modit. I think that's it for today. Um, it's been great talking to you. You've had some really interesting and great answers. And best of luck in U of T. And if you're going back to Toronto, I definitely suggest you stay safe, which I'm sure you will. But um, other than that, thank you for everyone who is watching. Next time for our student takeovers, we have something different. We have an art student coming up. So the conversation is going to be completely related to that and a little bit different from what our conversations have been. So definitely come back for that next Wednesday at 5. And like I said at the beginning of the live as well, we have a really great uh, mock admissions workshop coming up this Friday. So any student, any parent even, who has a student who will be applying. And it, I think it's a great opportunity because Anjali Ma'am with her committee is going in depth when it comes to the application process and what the admission committee looks at in you. I think it's really important. I personally wish I could have attended something like that when I was at my admission process phase. And also don't forget about the student takeover, uh, sorry, the student survival kit giveaway that we're doing on Instagram. Go head over to our Instagram for the you know, instructions to check it out and everything. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.